Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for an A to Z podcast show. Oh, yeah. Finally back, buddy. Heck, yeah. Finally back. I mean, it's been a week. Yeah. I've been jonesing for it. <laughs> it. It does feel like it's been a long week, doesn't it? I don't know why. It kind of does. I don't know. I watched a lot of movies Saturday. Maybe that's why. That could be. But anyway, I am your host, <laughs> America's Sweetheart, Sorry, Andrew. I am a failed comedian, Zach. Thank you guys so much again for joining us one more time. How you doing, buddy? Doing good? I'm doing real well. Yeah? Yeah. How's your week been going? Uh, real good, actually. You did a wedding this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, on Sunday. <clears throat> Not many Sunday weddings. So I think the uh, the crowd was a little subdued. Yeah. You know? Not quite as, as raucous as they would have been for a Saturday. Not as rowdy for a Yeah, especially Saturday. at the reception. A lot of people kind of bailed out early. That makes lame, sense. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it was still pretty fun. You know what's funny? Uh, back when I was still doing comedy shows, mm-hmm. like uh, at you know different comedy clubs and stuff, I actually used to love doing Sunday nights. Really? Yeah, it was kind of fun because like, the people who were there clearly didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so they were just going to get like fucking nuts anyway. Yeah. And so you just fuck with them the whole night. Like, you can get some pretty good laughs at a Sunday night show. That's cool. Speaking of that, I need to, uh, I think, I kind of know what you're going for here with this failed comedian stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I was up there officiating, and they were both kind of nervous, the bride and the groom had talked to me beforehand. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw a joke in early. Smart. Kind of put the pressure on me. Everybody be laughing at me or, yeah. you know, with calm, me, one or the other. Down but either, either way, yeah, the, the, <laughs> I'll, I'll absorb the room, and then, you know, you're free to just gaze into each other's eyes, and you'll be fine. Gay, but yeah, yeah cool. cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the officiant, so I gotta you know, right. play up the romance angle. That's fair. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I was in a mode. It was actually really cool. The it actually landed way better than I thought. Yeah, got a lot of laughs out Excellent. in the crowd. I even had to pause for like two seconds longer than I meant to. Oh, you I get could... a laugh break. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Buddy. I know. I, good for you. It's a feeling. It really is. I never had that before, and it I feel kind of. I kind of see what you're going for now. I, it feels really good. I understand you on a deeper level now. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 realize the uh, high that I've been chasing for the last I don't know, seven twenty six. So starting when I was six. So yeah, ten years. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole decade. It's fun, man. There there is nothing better than getting a room full of people to laugh, especially when you mean to do it. Yeah. You didn't just fall on your face <laughs> or something like that. That didn't happen until later. Oh, right on. That's fair. It was an outside wedding, and they were taking photos by this little pond. Mm-hmm. And the photographer, like, set this lady up so bad, and I felt bad for her. Like, I don't think she meant to do it, but she was, like, in the back row. Cause she's really tall. Like, almost as tall as I was. She's a really big girl. Oh, no shit. And, uh, yeah, real cute. And she was like, uh, go back up a little bit. <laughs> and she was, like, seriously, right on the edge of this pond. And so she takes a step backwards, and that step went down into the pond. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, she had enough balance to catch herself. She didn't, like, fall into the pond. But, yeah, the, her shoe and, like, the hem of her dress got wet. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. What a dickhole. I know. <laughs> and Photographers these, are really kind of the worst. I don't really know if are. you've dealt with very many of them, but yeah. I don't know if I've ever well, met, like, a, a good one. Emma's mom's... Uh, husband is a photographer okay as is a friend of well ours, i, I haven't met him so i well okay well, daniel yeah, yeah damn okay sorry daniel a photographer but right. i mean they really are just the worst yeah they, they think they're so fucking important we've all got cameras on our phone you're not that special mm-hmm. i can calm do the same the thing down. yeah calm down bro mm-hmm. i'll be honest with you like whenever i finally get married i'm kind of thinking about not even having a photographer like, maybe I'll just have, like, I'll set up, like, like a Google cache kind of thing. Yeah. Where we can all just, like, log our phones in, and we'll just dump whatever pictures we take at the wedding. Just You're going to get so many dick pics. That would be fucking amazing if that happened. That would be hilarious. 
Because I've just I've never been a big fan of the uh, like the super like stand up and uh, you know really uh, planned out photos. Yeah, the, the perfect pose and everything. Yeah, I just yeah. never like stuff like that. I I I kind of like like uh, like candid sort of like in the middle of the moment kind of shots. That's what I like. like okay. Because I mean, all yeah. my pictures that night will then be of you like in the middle of a shotgun. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean that's that's a given. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest here. The action shot. I mean, it's kind of like the thing, like that we do, uh, like what me and Emma do at our house. Where, like, we, you know, we have that that Polaroid camera that we have with like the oh. little like the Polaroid minis, and we take pictures of those at parties, like all our friends and stuff, and we just stick them to the wall in the guest bedroom. Like, you know, we we do that, and I prefer stuff like that, where it's like, hey, look, we're in the middle of a party, we were clearly having a good time, you know, we're most likely drunk because all of our friends are raging alcoholics, and. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I think that's a better way to be like, oh, remember that memory? That was way more fun. As no, I don't like, remember it. I that, was blacked that's true. out. We usually don't. <laughs> but it's like, it's it's more like, hey, look at how much fun we were having at the party, as opposed to like, remember that time we all stood in line by height and then posed in front of the tree. Like, well, we like, had coordinated yeah, color sweater yeah, vests during the golden hour and shit like that. Just it's 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 boring to me. Mm-hmm. As the sun filtered through the tree at the exact angle. And we all had the Snapchat puppy dog filter on our face. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you excited for this weekend? Yeah, I'm real pumped for this weekend. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You're going to be able to drink this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why I was real excited for it. Good, good, good. good. I'm not on call till next week. Excellent, so. excellent. And that's when everybody else's Halloween parties are also. Mm. So I was like, if the one we're going to this weekend, if it was next weekend, I was like, well, I'd have to like skip one of those other parties and right. I wouldn't be able to drink at it. And this is the one I really want to drink for. Oh, of course. It's all my fun oh, people. So. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go do some last minute Halloween shopping Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we just have we divulged our group costume on here? Have yet? we? I don't know. I don't think we have. Do we want to? You want to keep it a secret so they don't know, and then we'll just like we'll post some pictures on the Twitter. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it that way instead? Yeah. Even though the pictures will come out before this episode. Yeah, that's very likely. Because <laughs> <laughs> our episode just coming on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Well. I'm not really doing anything else Saturday morning before the event, so I could probably edit this down then. Try to push it out then? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it too much. Okay. Let's just default it. Who gives a fuck? I mean, what's the difference? Okay, I'll cut that all out then. Okay. And here we <laughs> go. <it> <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's what we're, she said. We're, nice. Uh, yeah, we're going to go as uh, the Adams Family. That will be Gomez. Uh, Emma is going to be Wednesday. Or not Wednesday. Jesus. Wow. Emma's going to be Morticia. Uh you got a little uh, daddy-daughter thing fetish going on here? What's going on with that? <laughs> no, I just always had a huge crush on Wednesday because oh. it was Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. and she was like a huge crush for me when I was growing up. Then, <laughs> uh, I mean, another friend of ours is going to be playing Wednesday, though, so that'll be fun. I think she's she's going to kill it. She's apparently super pumped. We were talking to her yeah. about it the other day. So No offense to either of you, but yeah, I think she's going to be the best of the lot. 100%. Yeah. I mean, she she's already Wednesday Adams. She's really not even going in a costume, let's be honest here. Yeah. I didn't actually think about it that much yeah. before, but yeah, you're right. It's it kind of like if I went as like a lumberjack for Halloween, where I just showed up in a flannel yeah. shirt and a beard, and be or like, an Irishman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just go as the Notre Dame uh, mascot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your Thursday outfit? Yeah, Thursday football, Doug. Uh, yeah, and then you're gonna be. Uh, I, I forget you're doing lurch, right? No, we audible. Oh, that's right. We did Audible. What, what, what was the Audible? I don't remember now. I'm doing Uncle Fester now. You're going to be Uncle Fester. Yeah, because that's going to be way more fun. Yeah, I thought so. 
Like, Lurch would be fun, but really, just I have the hype for yeah. it. That's about it. <laughs> Plus, Uncle Fester's going to work just way more fun, mm. like, with the joke. I think so. So, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'll, I'll get to smoke cigars all night. Like, I'll have an excuse to do that. And I'm really pumped for that. Do you I love need an excuse? No, but I just really like cigars. So, mm. you know, any reason, I'll take it. It'll be a good time, though. I'm excited. Even though I'm going to have to do some last-minute shopping, like I said. The weather looks beautiful for it, too. I don't know if you saw that yet. Yeah, no. Everything calling out is going to be fucking wonderful. But yeah, like the fucking costume and the wig that I ordered, by the way, is mm. fucking terrible. I just got it all, like, I ordered it all on Amazon, because I usually have pretty good luck with the shit I order on Amazon. And the wig uh, was not big enough to, like, go around my hair. <laughs> so uh, that's not going to work. So you got to shave it off. Um, No, I'm just not even going to use the wig. I think I'm either going to... Try to find a better one, or I'll just maybe take a couple inches off of this one, like off of my hair now, just like a couple inches, and then I'll just slick it back, and like, it'll be close enough at that point, and then I'm gonna, you know, shave down to my mustache, maybe just take a couple inches off of my hair, and then just slick it back, and you know, like, fake dye it black, like, you know, like whatever that spray to that spray and shit, it's the same shit I use for whenever we did the uh, Pulp Fiction one, me and Emma did. Like, just use something like that to where it'll just look black. Because if it's black and slicked back a little bit, and I have the mustache, it'll be close enough. It doesn't oh, yeah, need to absolutely. look completely perfect. Especially with the rest of the costume. Yeah. yeah. And then it, really what it is is that Emma's is so good that it's going to make it, like all of us look a little bit better anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Everybody's just going to be staring at the women all night. They're that is not true. even going to yeah, see no, us. The, so. We're not even going to exist. It's yeah. not going to fucking matter. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to shave down to the mustache, which I'm excited for, because I've never been allowed to shave down to my mustache. Yeah. Yeah, Emma's not a fan of mustaches. Okay. So. That's also something I was wanting to do, because I'm obviously professor, going to just go full ham, going shaving everything. You go all out? I'm going all out for oh, it. Oh, man. And uh, I've never actually seen myself with a mustache either, so that's one of the things I'm going to tell the girl at the hair shop or whatever to do first yeah it's just come down to the mustache i want to take a couple like, photos of that you can grab a couple shots make yeah. your twitter profile yeah see how much <laughs> i actually look like my dad oh, he's fuck, man. he's been mustache only like his entire life so oh really yeah my dad used to have a mustache like way back when but mm. he doesn't anymore uh he's a truck driver oh. and he hauls has like hazardous waste okay. so every now wow. and then he has to wear like a like a face mask kind of like rebreather kind of thing mm-hmm and for those to work, your mustache can't be further than, like, your lips, because otherwise they won't seal, and it just looks stupid. So he's like, I'm not fucking doing that. So he just shaves it all the time now. Okay. Almost got him to grow a beard one year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, three, four years back, when I was still living at home. So that's probably more like five or six years back. Uh, probably five years, because I think I was able to drink, so I was probably 21. You know, like, I've always just, like, I've had a beard since I was fucking 14 so <laughs> that's why i had to shave all the time in high school because i hated having facial hair in high school yeah i actually saw i think you were showing me a picture of you whenever you were younger mm. and you didn't have the beard and i was like who the hell is that i didn't yeah, know no, like i've always had facial hair you have like super baby face under that i do i still do that's the real fucking bummer because <laughs> what sucks is that whenever i shave it down to the mustache um i'm only gonna get to keep that until that party is over and emma's probably gonna wake me up sunday morning with a razor, like, get in there and take that fucking mustache off, so. She's gotta, sitting on top of you, like, shaving your mustache. <laughs> I can just hear, like, a can of Barbasol mm-hmm. just getting shaken. <laughs> You're strapped down Gerald's game style while she just shaves you. <laughs> no! <laughs> did you watch Gerald's game? I did, yeah. What'd you think? I really liked it. It's 
really actually very close to the book. And oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Up until just about the very end. So mm. mm-hmm. I've never seen the book. Or <laughs> it's right there. Take Motherfucker. I've never read the book. Oh, all right. And um, I was a big fan of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought the acting was really well, like really well done. And it's so smart of a way to do the film because it's essentially it's a one act play mm-hmm. is what that is. It's just in that one room. Yeah. For and the most those part. characters, yeah. Yeah, then it's just those two characters. Something else I noticed and was excited for is uh, when I brought up last week the the Haunting of Hill House that's coming yeah. to Netflix. It's the same director that did Gerald's Game. Oh, the, the, the they gave him that show afterwards. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So this is his follow up to oh, that. So this so will probably be pretty good. Then. We'll definitely have to watch through. Yeah, it's getting yeah. some great reviews from everybody. I'm pretty excited for that. I think it's going to be good. So Sesame Street started uh, filming for their fiftieth season now this mm. year. And the puppeteer who has played Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch for 50 years has finally decided to retire. Oh, really? Yeah. He's been playing both characters since 1969. Played Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch? Mm-hmm. Fucking talk about range, Doug. No kidding. This guy's awesome. That's sad. Yeah. We, I think we should you know, give him a good round of applause. Had a great career. Yeah, let's get a big shout out for Carol Spinney. Is mm-hmm. that you said? I believe so, Spiney? Yeah. Spinney? I'll be yeah. honest with you, I was never that into Sesame Street. Like, I have nothing against Sesame Street. Okay. I just, like... If nothing else, you were aware of it. Like, yeah, you no. You can't not uh, be. Where it existed. And I think it's cool, but I don't. I, I just don't know the guy's names. I was never invested. No, that's cool, though. This guy seems neat. Yeah. Apparently they did a documentary on his life. Oh, really? Called I Am Big Bird. Was he gay? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I thought, one, I, I thought he was gay. Bert and Ernie aren't gay. That's what that video says. So. That is, yeah. Of course they're not gay. Look at how they're dressed. There's no <laughs> style there. One of them's got a fucking unibrow. So did, did they do... Uh, <laughs> do, do you like how I can do that? So did they do a uh, a documentary on him? Yeah, just, like, just his oh, life. Oh, just yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, That's I thought why it's it called like, I Am Big Bird. It's just about his Oh, life. I heard about that, actually. Oh, really? Apparently, that documentary will like make you cry. Oh. That's what like, a lot of people said whenever it first came out. All right. Might have to give that a, a check out at some point. Oh, wow. Did you, wait, did you see who's taking over for him right there in that little thing here? Uh, Oscar the Grouch will be handled by Eric Jacobson, an Emmy-nominated puppeteer who also performs for Grover, Burt, Fozzie Bear, and Miss Piggy. Christ, man, take yeah. a break. You want to talk about some range there? Gosh, fuck, man. This guy's doing everything. Yeah. And then Matt Vogel's just doing Big Bird. Yeah. Fucking puss. Although, technically, I think these are just literally the puppeteers. I don't think they do any voices. So. Yeah. It's not like his vocal range has to be that big to go from Grover to Miss Piggy. To well, was this guy doing the voice for Big Bird? I don't Bird believe so. I think, I think okay. he's just, yeah. He he's was just, just a man in the suit. Yeah. Okay. Man in the suit for Big Bird, I mean, okay. imagine. Maybe maybe just, maybe just a hand in there for <laughs> just right up to the yeah. throat. No, I've seen Big Bird without like his top half, like there's around the waist there, mm. it comes off, and there's like cameras up behind his eyes that he watches on a monitor. Inside oh, really? There. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So that's how he can like see through Big Bird's eyes, so he knows where he's looking and stuff. Well, how do they do that before cameras exist? Like, like tiny cameras ex- like existed. Like the. Like back back in '69, they they didn't have fucking tiny cameras behind his fucking eyes. How was he doing that? I don't know. I'm curious. Magic. Now I want to know. And you gotta go check out the documentary. I actually, I forgotten that documentary existed, but now that you've given me the name again, uh, I do kind of want to watch it because I've heard it's very good. There's that other one too. Yeah, about we can check it out sometime. 
I think it was the guy who played Elmo. They, they did a documentary on him. Oh, yeah? I heard that one was pretty good, too. Okay. I'll tell you, else has a really good documentary that's not related to this whatsoever. James Randi. I don't know who that is. He is a uh, magician. Okay. Slash, uh, what's a good word for it? Buster of, like, fucking dudes who are lying assholes. He runs the James Randi Foundation, which offers, to this day, is a check with for a million dollars of anyone who can prove anything supernatural. Really? Yeah, no one's collected that fucking check yet. Yeah. Obviously. But yeah, he's the man. Yeah. Like, he would do, that sounds like... sounds fun. I got worried at first, because I really thought you were going to say, like, serial killer or something. <laughs> like, this is a documentary about I do a watch man a who lot killed of people. serial killer documentaries <laughs> yeah. as well. That is true. I know. Yeah, I so that's what I was, I was my fear. I was like, oh, God, somebody I've never heard of. But Zach is excited to watch their real-life story. This can only end badly. <laughs> that's fair. I do get weird like that. No, this this guy, I learned from him, or I learned of him, from <laughs> learned from him in the ancient Orient, where he taught me to take this pebble from his hand. Uh, no, I learned of him from, uh, did you watch the Penn & Teller show Bullshit that was on Showtime for a while? Uh-uh. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Fucking awesome show. Okay, I've never even heard of it. And uh, Penn Gillette is a really big, um, like, he was kind of the starter of the atheist movement before atheists turned into giant cunts and you can't talk to them anymore. Uh, he was, like, really big into, like, you know, logic and stuff like that. And he learned of James Randi with, like, this whole James Randi Foundation where they were just, like, debunking fucking, like, uh, phys- or, uh, psychics and, uh, you know, spirit mediums and shit like that. And so, like, he had him on the show a couple times, and, like, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch, where he was just, like, uh, one of the best ones was from, like, the 60s, I think, because it was Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, so that was probably the 60s, where this guy came in, his name was uh, Uri Geller, or Yuri Geller, I forget exactly how to say it, who um, told everyone that he was uh, a psychic, and he could move things with his mind, and he would do this move where he could... With just the wave of his hand, he would flip the page of a phone book. And how he's actually doing it is that he's blowing on the table and the fucking wind is, you know, blowing it. It's sleight of hand. It's how fucking magic works, like magicians. It's cool shit. So he did that a couple times. They were going to have him on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And Johnny Carson was, before he was famous for being, like, the first Tonight Show host, he was really into magic, too. Like, he would do sleight of hand tricks and stuff Mm, with people. And so... Johnny was going to have him on his show, and he was, like, a little skeptical of it because he knew that magic didn't exist. <laughs> and um, so he called James Randi and was like, hey, he's like, I don't want him to have, like, some fucking lying asshole on my show. You come on here and debunk his ass, and we'll see if he's actually magic. And so James Randi's like, yeah, awesome. I'll be right there. <laughs> so he just kind of, like, sprayed a bunch of, like, uh, or not sprayed. He just, like, tossed a bunch of, like, basically foam packing peanuts right in front of the phone book. Where he was like, all right, now go ahead and do it. And as long as those things don't move, then we know that you're not blowing on the paper and being a lying asshole. And the guy just couldn't fucking do it. And it leads to some great moments. There's a great moment there where the guy's like, I can't do it because the lights and the static electricity is like it's not working or whatever. So they, they take a quick commercial break and they cut back. And Johnny Carson's just like, he's got his hand in his face. He's got a cigarette in his hand. He's just like... Do you want to try now, or how much longer do you want to wait? <laughs> he's, he's just so tired of it. It's one of the fucking greatest moments ever. 
So yeah, James Randi, check him out. There's a really good doc- documentary on him too. Yeah, that sounded neat. Big shout out to Carol Spinney. <laughs> <laughs> what a road we went down for that. Oh god, I'm having fun, man. Yeah, this whole uh, sleep deprivation works well for me. Mm-hmm. It takes me down some fun paths. Speaking of path that you like, let's go the DC route. We have to every week now, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, that's so. uh, what gets my blood going. Yeah. Uh, let's just start with the DC universe. Uh, not the streaming universe, but the movie universe. Mm, whatever that counts for. So, The Flash was going to have a solo film oh. following his success in the Justice League film. Would you and call it a success? Nobody saw that fucking movie. It is now being delayed and may not even come out until 2021 now. Whew. That's quite a delay. Uh, the script is reportedly still being worked on, and the star of the film is also contracted in the Harry Potter movies that are still going, the Fantastic Beasts or whatever They're still they making are. Harry Potter movies? Mm-hmm. They're Jesus doing prequels Christ. now without Harry Potter. I, uh, it was expected to be released in 2020. They okay. were going to start filming it next March, but... They, like, fired the directors twice now at this point. <laughs> and, like I said, they still don't have a script. It went through a complete rewrite, and it appears to still be in progress. So, it's just like a whole shit show over there. None of them even know what they're well, doing. Well, here's the biggest problem they did, is that they have the TV show, The Flash, that's on the CW, that, from what I hear, does pretty well. Like, I think it gets pretty good ratings. Uh, I mean, it's in, like, what, season four or five now at this point? Yeah, five probably. Right, mm-hmm. and I've I've watched a couple of the episodes. It's not a bad show. You casted a completely different actor and have said that that TV show has nothing to do with your movies. Mm-hmm. So you have now decided that all of those fans that you have made from your TV show that's getting a lot of views can go fuck themselves. We're gonna make our own goddamn movie because DC is run by idiots. Yeah, Jesus, they're gonna turn me into a Marvel fanboy. I swear to God. It's really the only option now. I'm so tired of standing up for DC at this point. Yeah, keep defending him. Go ahead. I'm daring you here every week. I just, I can't, man. Like, it's just, <laughs> I can only stretch the fact that they made Batman so far mm-hmm. for me to, like, eventually get tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Batman, did you ever check out the Fox show Gotham? I uh, never finished the first season. I did watch several episodes of it. I okay. I liked it. I, th- I thought it was it's, pretty good. It's decent. It's it's good <clears throat> enough for a show that doesn't have Batman in it at all. Yeah, there's like, no Batman. That's one of the strangest things about it. Whatsoever. Yeah. And then, like, they never really... I mean, granted, I didn't even finish the first season, so I can't say okay. I know exactly what they did, because they're on, like, what, season three or four? Now oh, they're further point, I think, right? five or six. Fuck, yeah. well, there you go. Uh, they never gave us... My one problem I had with that show, because the guy they got to play... Um, Gordon, I mm. kind of liked. I didn't like that he was like a dirty cop for a little bit there. Yeah, because like that kind of irritated me because that's the whole point of Gordon's like uh, character is that he's literally the one cop who's not crooked in Gotham, so that's why him and Batman get along. Mm. So I kind of hated that. Other than that, I thought the guy was a pretty good actor and like did a fairly good job with the role. But um, they didn't give us a lot of uh, like young Bruce, like kind of seeing Bruce turn into Batman, because mm. like really. Bruce becomes Batman in that alley when his parents are shot. That's when he decides to become that's when Batman. The, yeah, the yeah. flip. And you don't see a lot of that from the kid. The kid just kind of like was sort of empty. Kind of mopey. Yeah. yeah. A little uh, emo-y, kind of like whiny. Mm-hmm. Granted, maybe he got better on later on in the seasons. Be, yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't either. I don't want to bash it too much. I really only brought it up because uh, the creators from that show, I guess, have been successful enough. They've decided to do another early spinoff. 
Oh boy. There's going to be a show called Pennyworth following young Alfred. Like before he even works for the Wayne? Yeah. Or? Is there even um, canon in that I mean, universe he was, or anything? Uh, or are they I, just making all kinds of shit up? Well, I, I know that Alfred fought in World War Two. It was like a spy for MI6 or the OSS, whatever they were at the time of the oh, World really? War II. All right. That's all I know about young Alfred. And you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to do 10 one-hour episodes for the first season. Why? <laughs> oh, well, here you go. In the show, Alfred will appear as a former British SAS soldier okay, so who's now in his that. 20s who forms a security firm and works with a young Thomas Wayne in the 1960s London. The man who will later become Bruce Wayne slash Batman's father is already a billionaire at this point in his life. Um, okay. Alfred will supposedly struggle to reconcile his former self, a kind-hearted boy, with the cold, calculated killer he had to become as part of the SAS. Yeah, but he never really struggled with that. He just, he always did what was, like, needed to be done. Yeah. I don't know. So, this is their Alfred. Really? Mm -hmm. That's who we're... It looks like the kid who plays the Flash in the fucking movies. What's his name? Ezra Miller or whatever? Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. exactly like him. This guy's Jack Bannon. And then this is who they cast for young Thomas Wayne. Okay. That's not bad. See, I kind of like it because he kind of looks a little bit like Ben Affleck. Okay. His so name it's... is Ben Aldridge. Oh. I mean, he's a handsome man. I don't even know what the fuck he's ever been in before. Yeah. yeah. The same just... showrunner and executive producer as Gotham. You opened up the doors doing Gotham, where you can now, you can now turn the, you know, you know that twenty-five minute part of Batman Begins where Bruce Wayne is like traveling around the world, learning different fighting styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get five seasons out of that easily. But you gave the people what they wanted, which was Alfred's backstory. <laughs> Ten hours of it. Alfred doesn't matter until he becomes fucking. Bruce Wayne's butler. Like, holy shit. You're going to get to see 10 hours of his <sighs> life in 1960s London. No one is going to watch this. There's no fucking way. It's also on the, like, movie channel, I think. Epix. E-P-I-X. Okay. So, I don't even know who has that channel. So, that's no going to be one, another issue. And no one's going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. That shit could be playing on the inside of your own eyeballs. You still wouldn't watch it. It's going to be... You're trying too hard. That's all I'm going to say to it. Like... Alfred is a really cool character. He's a lot of fun. He's like a nice, especially when it comes to early Batman, where Alfred is kind of like the block of sanity that keeps kind of pulling Bruce back to not becoming the crazy psycho that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. However, his early story doesn't fucking matter. It's not that important. It like, doesn't really shape anything that he contributes to like, Batman. The one thing is that, like, because he was an SAS officer, he knows a little bit about, like, uh, field dressing wounds, so he can kind of stitch up wounds a couple times. Like, that's really all that ever comes back to it all that often. I've read a lot of Batman comics. Alfred's backstory does not get brought up all that often. That's what I was wondering. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring it up, because I was like, oh, you're going to tell me a story. What's going to go on in the show? He was a... Ex-SAS, MI6 officer. Uh, I think he was a battle medic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, now he apparently he's a cold-calculated killer. So Was never really a cold-calculated killer. He killed people, but he was always kind of the guy who just, like, his whole thing was just, I'm going to do what needs to be done, that kind of thing. And so, like, 
But if I remember correctly, Thomas Wayne saved his life or something like that, which is why he had such like a loyalty to the Wayne family and why he wouldn't leave Bruce like okay. after all the crazy shit started. Because like he owed Thomas Wayne a lot. And uh, honestly, they they did the best thing when it came to the fucking the Nolan films. Like they they did a really good job with that when it came with like Michael Caine. Whenever he, like it was like, well, why do you care, Alfred? It's not even your family. And he's like, because a great man gave the most important thing in his life to me to take care of. That's why, you fucking little prick. <laughs> I don't think that was a direct quote. No, but it was close enough. Okay. That's how good of an actor Michael Caine is. I thought you were gonna say you were. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just. I would rather see, I feel like you have more, because really you can't go too much with a story here. You know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. He's eventually going to be the butler to his best friend. So, cool. Neat. Like, it, like, I think you have a better chance of making a good story out of, give us young Bruce Wayne, like 18-year-old Bruce Wayne when he disappears and goes across the entire world for mm-hmm. like six years to learn all these different fighting styles and he learns sleight of hand and uh, fucking detective skills and everything else like that happened in the comics and stuff like that. You have a way more, I mean, that's that's five seasons right there where you can do a whole bunch of different stories and shit like that. And he can meet like fucking young love and stuff like that and, you know, somewhat father figures, but in the end he doesn't care about it because all he wants to do is avenge his father and shit like that. I just... So this brings up a good question, I think. I don't see it happening. In your mind, we've discussed here over the last few weeks, your rage and utter contempt for Titans. True. Is it better in your mind to make you that pissed off and insane about a show or to have a show like this where you just don't even fucking care? I, like, ooh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah. Well, it's just like this one is the only thing that sucks about this show is that it's going to do nothing. And granted, I could be totally wrong. This will win like a fuck ton of Emmys or something like that. The thing is, is that the way I think it's going to happen is that this show is going to do nothing. Uh, No one's going to watch it. And uh, then they'll be like, oh, well, we can't do any kind of early superhero stories anymore. It clearly doesn't work. Where I'm like, there's a lot of stories to tell in that if you do the right stories and get the right writers. Mm -hmm. And use the right heroes. Yeah, and use the right heroes. Not that Alfred isn't a hero. Alfred's a fucking great man. I respect him a lot. The thing with Titans is, is that that show is gonna, they tried too hard with Titans, and they're not trying hard enough with this show. That's what I'm gonna say to that. Because Titans is gonna fall flat on its fucking face. They're gonna force so much money down its throat trying to act like it's gonna be the flagship fucking series for their streaming service, Mm -hmm. and no one is gonna give a fuck about it. Because it's going to suck. Everyone's going to get tired of it within four episodes. Because um, all the emo kids right now don't give a fuck about the Teen Titans. You know who give, gives a fuck about the well, Teen that's Titans? That's why they're not Teen Titans. They're yeah, Titans. the millennials care about the Titans. However, the millennials don't want to watch a bunch of fucking emo-y 45-year-olds slash 9-year-olds. Because the fucking age range in that cast makes no goddamn sense. It's just... It, it's such wasted potential. It's just it 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 doesn't even make me mad so much as it makes me sad. Where it's like you could tell a good story there, but you're deciding not to. It's definitely not glowing, shining beacon for the show when it debuted its first episode on Friday. 
and I spend a lot of time on entertainment sites and on like nerd Titans cult- on nerd culture sites. And yeah, I haven't seen a single review for this thing. The first episode of Titans de- de- they debuted last Friday. Friday, October twelfth. I have heard zero about exactly. It. I'm sus- I'm subscribed to our Batman on Reddit, and I have heard literally nothing about it. Yeah, like I act I actively haven't sought out reviews, but you would think I would have stumbled across something. Should we? I don't know. You want to Google search a review for the first episode of Titans? I kind of do now. See what comes up? Yeah. Let's do it. Look at this. Let's look, 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 look at this fucking show. So this is bamsmackpow.com. A disappointing debut. Only disappointing because I was going to be good in the first place. All right, here we go. Let me go ahead and read this. This is by uh, Colin Tessier. Titans is finally here, and its first episode does not make a good first impression. After months of build-up and publicity, Titans is finally here. After the first trailers for the show, fans didn't quite know what to expect from the premiere of DC Universe's first original product. After one episode, it's become a little clearer what this show will be. So what do we learn from the pilot of this show? The assembly of the team the overall, and the overall narrative will be a slow burn. You know what that means? Shitty writing, that's what that means. The pilot, very slowly, I'm going to point that out that he put that in there, pulls some of the team members together. Dick Grayson, Robin, and Rachel Roth, Raven, who is super hot, receive the bulk of the screen time, and they establish the first connection of future Titans. Grayson is a detective in Detroit, and Roth seeks out his help when her mom is murdered. When Roth is abducted by a mysterious man known as the Acolyte, Grayson saves her, and they drive off into the sunset. No character in the first episode jumps out as the show's big bad. The Acolyte is the antagonist, but he doesn't survive until the ending credits. Yeah, let's just kill everybody. Who gives a fuck? As it stands, it looks like Anders could be the short-term villain. None of the characters are likable. While Grayson and Roth receive the most attention, the viewer doesn't really connect with either character, which also holds true for Corey Anders, Starfire, it's unfair to completely judge these characters after one episode, but the pilot fails to make any of them likable. Which, by the way, uh, pilot is kind of an industry term, so maybe you guys don't know it. It's the first episode of a show. It's what you show to people to see if they want to pay for your show. So if you don't make your characters likable there, they're not going to be likable. Ever. Grayson absolutely brutalizes criminals, and he's as dark and broody as his famous mentor. Roth seems like a possessed girl straight out of a horror movie. That's actually kind of fun. I like that. It's hard to find any redeeming qualities beyond the virtue Grayson displays when he saves the girl. Then, there's Starfire. Anders wakes up in the aftermath of a car crash with no recollection of who she is. She tries to put the puzzle together by returning to her hotel room. Here, the viewer learns that she has rented out the whole top floor, but there's no explanation of how slash why this is the case. Starfire was a princess from another planet. We don't know that, though. Yeah, I do. In her hotel room, Anders finds a man who has been beaten and tied up. She interrogates him, and he points her in the direction of Constantin Kovar. Arrowverse fans will recognize that name. Dolph Lundgren played that character in Arrow for several episodes. Oh, Oh, wow. Dolph Lundgren was in Arrow. I didn't know that, but it makes me want to start watching Arrow again. I love Dolph Lundgren. Then Anders snaps her informant's neck. For fuck's sakes. But wait, it gets worse. Jesus. <laughs> when Anders finds Kavar, they get into a heated exchange that ends with the former burning the man and his goons alive. In just one episode, Anders kills four people. Granted, Kavar shot at her, but the point remains the same. Anders' excessive violence leads us to our next point. 
This show is dark and gritty for the sake of being edgy. Now, there was a drunken, chubby blonde man on a podcast two weeks ago who made that exact same point when he watched the first fucking um, trailer for this show. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let's all take a moment to realize how smart I am. Okay. Though it, though it doesn't feel like it right now, this is a show about superheroes. In a ridiculously bloody scene, the viewer sees Robin beat the daylights, I already don't like that word, out of criminals. He breaks their bones and he spills their blood. Worst of all, he drags a man's face along broken glass. <laughs> when he's finished, he mutters the infamous fuck Batman line, which we're all happy about, which makes the scene feel even more ludicrous. Sucky is the word you're looking for. Robin's beatdown of these criminals is a microcosm of the first episode. It's dark and gritty for the sake of edginess, and it doesn't create quality television. The episode ends with the pieces in place somewhat. Grayson and Roth are together. For reasons unknown, Anders is on the hunt for the future Raven. In what amounts to a pre credit scene, there is a glimpse of Beast Boy, too. Oh, so Beast Boy gets a glimpse. He's one-fifth of the fucking Teen Titans, mm. and he's somewhat seen in the first episode. By the way, that reminds me. Was like Cyborg ever mentioned in any of the uh, of the trailers? Because he, he was in one of them. Yeah. He, okay, he was in one of them. Because one of the ones I didn't watch, I didn't see. All right, here we go. Titan, Titans takeaway. One intriguing aspect of the episode: the conflict between Rachel's demonic side and her mother's Christianity. Though the acolyte killed the mom, there's room for more exploration here. Yeah, if you had good writers. The decision to almost leave Beast Boy out of the episode entirely is questionable. For an ensemble show, it would make. It would have made sense to feature each character. Yeah, that's how ensemble shows work. Instead, the pilot focuses on Rachel, Dick, and Corey. Hopefully, the show will find a balance going forward. Oh, by the way, I just realized it's Corey and Dare. That's her name. Oh, that's Starfire. Yeah, that's Starfire's name. actual name. Okay. I, I thought they were trying to list the actor because I have no idea who's fucking playing her. The dark, gritty tone will be divisive. Some fans might love it. No. No one whose fans will love it. Some people might like it. Some fans might hate it, but here it felt over the top. The fuck Batman line could have worked in a conversation. Mm. But it comes as a weak ending to a gratuitously violent scene. The age gap between the characters, namely Dick and Rachel, is interesting. They are the Teen Titans, a group of adolescents, and the Titans, a group of young adults. Here, the group seems to be a mix of the two, Dick looks like he has at least 10 years on Rachel, and Corey is probably Dick's age. Beast Boy looks like he's somewhere in the middle. It's another curious decision. Did you write this? This is a trap. This is, this is your article, and you convinced me to look it up. I have already named this episode. It's called Vindication. <laughs> One of the cops wonders why Robin came to Detroit. The episode never answers this question. It's possible that the show will do so down the line... But, by the end of the pilot, it would have been nice to know why the city is the setting. I agree. Overall, the premiere of Titans is not an enjoyable viewing experience. Instead, it makes the viewer question practically every aspect of the show and struggle to find anything to look forward to next week. The second episode of Titans will premiere Friday, October 19th on DC Universe. Tune in next week for Titans Season 1, Episode 2 review, read by Zach. I think we should just start watching it. I mean, I'm going to have to pay for that anyway because I want to watch the Harley Quinn show because mm -hmm. that looks fucking awesome. And apparently the comics that it actually features on there are, like, really good. Oh, really? Yeah. It's got, like, a huge archive of comics that you can read on, like, your TV or whatever you're watching them no through. No shit. Yeah, it's got, okay. like, a built-in media player so you can actually read the comic on your TV. I think I'm in now.
I think I've changed my mind. I'm going to be in. Plus, I think it'll be a fun bit for us if we just start getting drunk and watching we'll the Titan show. It. And then we'll, yeah, we'll just review it. Okay. We're, we're going to hate watch the Titan show. And then I'm just really excited to watch the Harley Quinn show because that looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm super pumped for that show. Okay. All right. So we did our DC. Let's uh, jump over into the Marvel side of things. They okay. had some, yeah. some interesting articles this week. The ones who are making good movies? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> and they've got some pretty good TV shows also. I agree. But one of them is going to be no more. Oh, no. We found out there will not be a season three of Iron Fist. Mm, haven't even watched season one yet. So. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Season one is rough. Is it's, it? Mm. It's it's a bummer because that was actually one of the few Marvel comics that I read a lot mm-hmm. was the Heroes for Hire, which was... Uh, exactly. Thank yeah. you. So that's my point. He, when he's on Luke Cage's show... Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Okay. The character works well. They know how to play off each other very well. Good. Luke Cage is not in Iron Fist at all, and it just suffers so much from it. He's not a very good solo character, they at really... least the way they write him. I don't know if – I know he's had solo comics. So. Right. No, I mean, they really should have just done, like, one season of Iron Fist mm-hmm. just to, like, establish his character, and then after that, just Just have Heroes in. for yeah. Hire. And yeah. then just do Heroes for Hire, because Heroes for Hire is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. They have then, such a good dynamic. Yeah, and you can do all the fun, like, 60s, like, campiness and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, you can make a fun show out of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I was always, I love those fucking comics. Those were so much fun to watch. Like, mm-hmm. they were almost as good as, like, uh, like the uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Like, oh, yeah. those, like, those team-up comics were a lot of fun, too. But, yeah, Heroes for Hire was the fucking shit, man. Oh, yeah. Season one wasn't that great. Season two, I have heard, was better, but I still haven't checked it out yet. Mm-hmm dropped back in august i think yeah i am so far behind it's not even funny yeah i mean fuck i haven't even watched the first season of the De- of the defenders oh really watched, yeah oh I watched damn the first yeah season you were way behind so i need to get back in there all right well i won't scroll any further down because there's some I'm not pretty worried. crazy things there but. i'm not worried about okay. that but for everybody else that listens to this podcast who probably also hasn't watched the right, iron yeah, fish show <laughs> i'm saving myself some edit points is all it is I, i'll talk to you after the podcast if you really want to know some stuff but yeah, everything else was loading up. Daredevil Season 3 drops on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Daredevil's so, so good, though. Oh, yeah. It's by far the best one. That one is, yeah, 100% shows. the fucking best one. And this one's one. going to be great. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. It's going to be based on the Born Again series. <gasps> nice. They're doing it, man. Oh. It's one of the classic runs. Oh, yes. Frank Miller. Who was, like, the best Daredevil writer. So. Yeah. How long, like, how many seasons do we have to get into to where we can get Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil? Probably three more. Because Guardian Devil is actually a really good story. It kind of is. Although you're going to have to bring Mysterion into it. Mm. And uh, he has not been in any movie whatsoever yet. No, so that's going to be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of, uh, I mean, obviously Daredevil is just fucking the tits. Oh, everybody, yeah. the in that, everybody in that show is fucking good. Mm-hmm. All the choreography is fucking awesome yeah, for the, the fight, fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, like that I hallway mean, fight from the very first oh, one, and, like the and, second and episode, the first, the first fucking season. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the best things ever. Where it's just that long drag shot, where mm-hmm. it's like five minutes long. He like goes like, into a room and all of a sudden a body flies back out. Like, fuck at it, yeah. dudes, man. And like I, I always liked Daredevil. He was always kind of a. I mean, he's basically Marvel's Batman. Is what Daredevil always kind of was in a way. He was yeah. that like angry, fucking like, I'm here to punish criminals, not save people, kind of thing. Like. So I always kind of like that, but uh, punish criminals like the Punisher. <laughs> who From was season also, two. That was also really fucking good. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? The fucking actor who does the Punisher. Yeah, um, from Walking Dead. Yeah. 
John Barenthal. Thank you, Fab. I appreciate that. I was always a big fan of him uh, as just like an actor. I just thought he was a really good actor. I thought he was really good in The Walking Dead. I wish they wouldn't have killed him off. Yeah, they did keep him around longer than they did in the comics. So. That is true. Yeah. yeah, they've kept a lot of people around longer than the comics and that shit. But yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead anymore. No, I stopped like three seasons ago. I think and it was apparently like apparently I just saw an article today that uh, the episode from this Sunday was like the lowest rated since season one. Oh yeah, Red Dead Redemption two. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for that. Not excited for how much disk space I'm gonna have to clear off on my fucking PlayStation to play the goddamn game, but. It won't yeah. matter because it'll be the only game I'm playing for there the next six months once it comes out. So who gives a fuck? Less, maybe, than, less than two weeks away now. Maybe I'll actually finish a game for once in my life because I've right. yet to do one. It's been a long time. Did not beat Spider-Man. You still haven't? No. Did not beat Vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God of War? Uh, didn't beat God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible about yeah. it, man. I have that fucking... Some, Somebody had a, a term for it on the internet the other day that I loved. It was restart-itis. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you start playing the game, you get into it, but then like you get busy doing something else, and mm-hmm. so you don't get back to it for a couple weeks and like or even a month, and so you don't remember where you're at, so you have to restart it. And so it's just like – and that's pretty much what's been happening to me for okay. all my fucking games where it's like – Is that why you played it. Mass Effect like 17 times? Because yeah. you keep restarting it? Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I always beat Mass Effect. Although, haven't beat Mass Effect Andromeda, though. So. Okay. Well, add it to the list. It's definitely it's definitely on the list of restart-itis. But then then again, that game is not as good as the other Mass Effect games. So, yeah. Also, haven't fully beat Witcher 3 yet. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm terrible, man. A fun transition here. As you mentioned, you have to bring it up every episode. And I was like, how are we going to squeeze it in this time? Well... We found a way. I don't know if you heard about this or if you even know about the series, but Soul Calibur Six. Oh yeah, Geralt's gonna be season. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Soul Soul Calibur. So it's coming out this week, I think. Yeah, this Friday. Nice. Yeah, I saw a couple pictures. They did a review of it. Looks pretty neat. Hell yeah! I mean, I was always I'm not a too fan. Into fighting games, but I was always a fan of the there. There he is. There's my boy, Geralt Rivia. It's my shit. Yeah, like, I was always a fan. Like, I don't like a lot of fighting games, but I like some of them. Like, I like uh, For Honor a lot. I played that a lot. That was a good game. Hmm. Uh, You know, I mean, everybody likes Mortal Kombat. And then I like Tekken. Never played that one. Tekken was fun. But I played Soul Soul Calibur, too, and they were a lot of fun. Because I I remember buying Soul Calibur, like, Soul Calibur 4. Yeah, I think it was one of the first ones to have, like, weapons for the fighters. Yeah. Was the big draw for that Mm -hmm. one, so it was kind of neat. Because I I think it was Soul Calibur 4 that had, like, Yoda and Darth Vader and Link and, like, all these, like, fucking cool-ass, like, random-ass characters were Mm -hmm. put in there. So, like, I kind of started liking Soul Calibur after that. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard about Geralt being in that. Super excited. Almost makes me want to buy the game and just, that's the only character that I'll play and I'll just somehow become the best uh, Geralt fighter in the world and I'll be in, like, an... I'll, I'll, I'll be an eSport guy from then on. <laughs> Can we podcast tonight? No, man, I got a stream. I'm on my Twitch channel. No, man, I'm on I'm on Twitch. Uh, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> 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 Buy as many emojis as you can. It's a bunch of just fucking wolf heads. <laughs> I'm keeping with the video games. You know I'm a big achievement junkie. Yes. I like, I like researching my achievements. Mm-hmm. This one had kind of escaped me. I'd never actually heard of the game. I heard about this. But it, it, I saw this. Uh, it came up on Reddit the other day. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's a game called The Stanley Parable. And one of the achievements on it was to not play the game for five years. And it's just now able to be unlocked legitimately because the game came out in 2013. Okay. The name of the achievement is Go Outside. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Like, that, that is clever. It sounds pretty neat. Well, the, the Stanley Parable, that was the same people who did, like, Portal or something like that, right? In that it could the same be. creators? I, th- I think it's only on Steam. I don't think it's on any consoles. So yeah. That could be. Oh, look at that. The PlayStation Classic. I am yeah. so fucking excited for that. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to pay for that one. Really? Yeah. You probably have, like, all the games on disc still. Yeah, but I don't have them on an HDMI fucking, like, Raspberry Pi dope-ass little console thingy, do I? Not yet. Yeah, but I'm going to whenever that shit comes out. Yeah. Well, the only other article I had here was, um, so Netflix is doing another, they're doing, like, a horror show a week leading up to Halloween. Nice. Last week was The, the Haunting <laughs> of Hill House. Right. This week they're doing a reboot like reformat of the old 90s sabrina the teenage witch oh i love sabrina from archie comics yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that was a great movie this is a A chilling quote next level dark version of the show oh fuck i wish emma was here she'd be flipping her fucking shit right now (laughs) so you want to go ahead and read the article here from ig yeah sure 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 this is uh this is by Lori prudum or prudum If you grew up in the 90s and had a passing knowledge of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, chances are you were probably obsessed with Salem Saberhagen, the snarky cat. Yeah, he was pretty fucking dope. Voiced by Nick Bakey, who stole every scene he appeared in, despite generally appearing as a rather stiff-looking puppet. That is true. The fucking... It was really awful. (laughs) the, The puppetry on that was terrible. In Netflix's new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the kitty isn't quite as chatty, at least in the series premiere and so far has no credited voice actor. Oh, that's a shame. But in a new behind-the-scenes featurette released by Netflix, we do get a hint of what the character might sound like if he does decide to start communicating with our teen heroine. And much like the new iteration of the series, it's a little more chilling than comedic. <laughs> Perhaps Sabrina and Salem won't be spending much time cuddling anyway, since Kieran Shipka is apparently allergic to cats, in which case maybe the puppet deserves a revival too. Uh, in the new video, the cast offers some insight into the creepy new world of Sabrina and its differences from the 90s version, from the elaborate set design to the show's horror influences. Everything about the show is so massive but grounded and real, Shipka admits. There's something next-level dark about it. Oh, okay. Right on. That, that'll be a lot of fun. That actually kind of makes me excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a big... Did you watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Were Just a little bit. Like, my sister would watch, like, all the TJF shows and stuff yeah. like that. Because that's what it was on, right? It was like, yeah. on with, like, Full House and stuff. I was a big fan of, like, the original show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was Melissa Joan Hart, man. She was awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, yeah, she was uh, she was Sabrina. She was oh, the main girl. all right. And then she had that, like, little gothy friend of hers who had, like, dark hair. What was her name? What was Sabrina's friend's name? She was hot. Yeah, pull it up on IMDb. It was on for seven seasons. Yeah. There she is on the left, right there. Yeah, that one. Libby. Yeah, she's fucking hot. Jenna Lee Green. Mm -hmm. Terrible picture of her on the right (laughs) there. (laughs) She hasn't aged too well. Yeah, this this photo was not taken by a friend of hers, that's for sure. No, I I was a big fan of uh, Spring of the Teenage Witch for the 90s shows. Because I... I liked anything involving Halloween when I was younger. So. Oh, she's a theater kid, so of course you love her. Yeah. We gotta stick together. It says here that she's well known for her roles on tour in the musical Wicked. Oh. And she was in a Broadway production of it. So. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, she went to where real talented actors go to. The theater. She opened the role of Nessa Rose. Sure. I don't I'm, I don't know Wicked that well. Okay. I have a uh, a slight I don't have anything against Wicked. From what I've heard, it's a pretty good musical. I'm very tired of it because um, back when I was doing like theater acting, like right after high school and stuff like that, okay, was right about the time that Wicked had come out. Whenever you're auditioning for a role on like a in a musical, you do a uh, you have a monologue, like like a spoken actual acting monologue. That, oh, something you've memorized. Yeah, you do that. And then you sing a song as well to show off your vocal range. Oh. And in the time period that I was doing all these theater shows, so I was going to a lot of different like uh, auditions and things like that, was right about the time that Wicked was pretty hot. And every fucking girl sang Defying Gravity. That was their audition song. So I have heard that song four million goddamn times. And it's made me hate that show now. Because <laughs> it's just like, it gets in your fucking brain, man. There's only so many times you can hear a fucking chubby mid Midwestern girl who's a halfway decent soprano sing Defying Gravity before you want to blow your goddamn brains out. Like, pick a different song. That's all I'm asking you to do is pick a different song. They've already Especially if everybody that. else is already doing it. Yeah. yeah, and they know everybody else is already doing that. Like, we're, we're all the same kid. Like, we're all theater kids. We're all going to the same fucking auditions because we all just want to be on stage and have people look at us. You've heard everybody else sing that song. Like, I feel bad for the girl who, like, sets up and gets ready to sing Defying Gravity because she thinks she's the first one to, like, use that for her song. Mm-hmm. And then she sits in her chair and six other girls audition before her and she can hear them singing Defying Gravity behind the door. And she's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, now I have to think of something new. Maybe that's what it is. They all think they're original, and then they, I guess, they don't have enough. I guess, man, but it's just so bad. They can't change on the fly into anything different. I'm trying to think of some of my audition songs that I use. I did... Uh, defying Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> did Defying Gravity a couple times. I'm defying gender by making it a male yeah. role. <laughs> Let's see. I used um, 76 trombones a couple times for uh, an audition song. Yeah, from The, the Music Man. Uh, I did uh, Suddenly Seymour a couple times from Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Use that for an audition song. Do you oh. just pause during the female part, or does somebody like sing that with you? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, either someone will sing it with me, or uh, like they'll just kind of like count the steps out real quick and just go to the next re- refrain. Okay. Because like, really, like you don't usually do the whole song anyway. You just kind of give them like, the first like chorus, like or do the first like uh lyrics and then do the chorus just to let them hear your well for me to let them hear my brassy fucking 1940s musical voice <laughs> the non-range mm-hmm. yeah the non-range but it's just that i'm louder than everybody else so they think i'm good this kid's got a lot of spunk yeah. <laughs> did somebody put a lapel mic on him no that's original no he's just really loud because he just demands attention at all times no like like it's it's the uh it's the compliment I always got for all of my plays that I was in, because like there's this fun thing in theater. I don't because you were never in theater, right? Like you I, weren't like a theater kid. I was in like you the were stage high school, crew, right? No, I was in the the chorus. Oh like, no shit! Yeah, backup. Because you looked like a stage crew guy to me. Yeah, I helped him out a lot whenever I wasn't on stage. So. I used to do that too. Yeah, just because I was an actor, but I recognized how much that they were helping. I always really wanted like 
the drama club to actually do a drama because I thought that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good at memorizing stuff and would right. like to do that. But do you guys only do musicals? We only did musicals. Really? And I can't sing for shit. So That's odd. I would just, yeah. Because we would always vocals. do, we had a fall play and a spring musical. Mm-hmm. So we would do like an actual drama in like the fall. Okay. And then we'd do a musical in the spring. Okay. Yeah, so. we just did spring musicals. So That's it, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always kind of hit me as a stage crew kid. I don't know. Because you're shy. I think that's why. Yeah. And like a Hulk, so. Yeah. And you're a giant, yeah. so. <laughs> What's that? You need me to lift this set off the stage? Okay. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on wheels. You can just. No, no, no. It's fine. I got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What I was going back to. Um, I don't know if you guys did this at your school for your plays, but like we had like the fun little tradition of like the last show that you're doing. Is you put your playbill out on like the table in in the backstage so everybody can like sign your uh, playbill like kind of like what you do with like a yearbook. Oh really? But okay. Yeah, you just have everybody on the crew like sign your your uh, playbill because we would do for the musicals you had a Friday show, a Saturday show, and then a Sunday matinee, which is like in the afternoon. Okay. So on, you, you either did it on premiere day, like on on Friday night, you did it then, or you did it Sunday, and you just grab like a, like a playbill because you know your names in there and shit like that, which is always makes you feel special because you're 16 and don't know what the world is yeah and uh so you like have like a table in in the backstage where, like everybody's like putting waters and stuff so like you can go back there and you know breathe and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you put your playbill out you put a pen next to it you just tell everybody on the crew and and on the cast and everyone who did uh because like you know you, and... yeah like props you'd have parents who were doing makeup like helping people with like makeup and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you just put a pen next to it you tell everybody like hey uh if you guys get a minute, can you sign my uh, playbill, please? It's just it's just something to keep as like a fun little keepsake. I wonder if I can find mine. I should probably try to look around for those at, at yeah. some point. But, you know, you just always do that. It's kind of like what you do with a yearbook, but it's just for everybody in the play. Yeah, it's just a special thing that you guys shared. I got the one compliment that I always got, which proves that I'm not that good of a singer, which was that everyone would always put, you have amazing stage presence. It's like such a polite way of saying It's a everything. really nice way of saying that you demand attention at all times. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I am. It was just, it was all the parents telling me that I was a really huge attention whore. Mm, you're very loud. But they were trying to be nice about it. So it was just like, your stage presence is amazing and you just make everyone laugh. And it's like, oh, it's because I'm the funny guy who refuses to not be looked yeah. at at all times. You can really command a room. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, when I used to do, like, like acting and stuff like that, I later on found this out, but I didn't know at the time. But I would always do – if I didn't have a speaking part at that point in the uh, scene that we were in, I'd mess with the props in some way, something that would fit the character. I would do something to, like, make it look like I was, you know, a, like a real person and stuff like that. Not just standing in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't just stand there and let somebody else read lines because if somebody else is reading lines, people aren't looking at me. I'm not going to have that. So uh, I would just always, you know, like I'd mess with props or something. I I would find some way to like work my way into the scene, whether I was supposed to be in that scene or not. And I later on, I found this out when I was like reading a Wikipedia thing. One of my favorite actors of all time is uh, Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bullet, you know, The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen. He's just one of my favorite actors of all time. He used to do shit like that, too, and people hated him for it. 
There's a scene in um, The Magnificent Seven where they have to ride through, like, a waterfall together. And he dips down and cups of water to, like, give his horse a drink. And the only reason he was doing that was because he didn't have lines and he wanted to move to make sure that people's eyes were looking at him while he was on set, like, like while he was on screen. And I'm like, that's why he's my favorite actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about my theater career next episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I've got theater stories. We can always pepper in a theater story or a comedy story, whatever. I didn't know it was coming up next episode, though. It's probably going to. You want to tell different theater stories? We can tell about the theater we used to work at. We could. We have some stories about that, too. Uh, all right, buddy. What do you say? Is that an episode? Yeah, I think we got enough. It feels like an I'll episode. I'll that right? down to about an hour. Yeah, we got close. Yeah. I tend to cut about 20 minutes out, so that should work. I do ramble a lot. It makes <laughs> sense. Tell everybody goodbye. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for listening. We love you very much. If you have enjoyed this episode, I know it was a little rambly. But I also only had about five hours of sleep last night, so I apologize for that. Next one will be better, I promise. Give us a uh, like or a review. We are now on Apple Podcasts, so we are only accepting five-star reviews. If you're not going to give us five stars, don't fucking review. How's that sound? That sounds like fascist. <clears throat> sounds how it fucking works. Yeah. I run you're this a, country. You're a mad dictator. <laughs> Seriously, though, guys, thank you so much. We uh, love you. If you uh, want to get a hold of us, we are. You can follow the show on Twitter at the A number two Z show. Uh, you want to follow me? I'm at at Melch knows best, M E L C H knows best with a K. Also follow uh, at Big Guy ACV because he tweets every month. Millennium. Or so. Yeah, <laughs> you're like on a lunar schedule for your tweets. Also, if you want to, uh, you have any topics you want us to discuss or anything like that, and you don't want people on your Twitter to know that you've sent us messages, I understand. You can uh, send us things to a two z. It's the number two again. A to z show dot ask at gmail dot com. You can go ahead and send any kind of questions or anything like that. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening again. Big kisses. You're all the best. Mwah.